Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOC Podcast. In this episode, we're joined by Chris Messer, Vice President and Publisher with Endeavor Business Media. Endeavor recently acquired 10 Missions Media, publishers of magazines like Auto Service Professional, Fender Bender, and of course, Ratchet & Wrench. What do we discuss in this episode? Well, let me set the stage for you. You see, Chris is a handsome man, and Lucas is a handsome man as well. So what does it sound like when two handsome men sit down and talk about the industry they're so passionate about? Well, you're about to find out. Before we get started, don't forget to set this podcast to automatically download the latest episode, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player, and keep an eye out for new content on our YouTube channel. No, we haven't abandoned it. And now, here we go. David, where's your camera? Why is your camera not on, David? I told you I wasn't set up for a video. <laughs> this might be a good thing, huh? We don't have to look at him all night. There you go. Neither does the audience. Yeah, I know, right? It's okay. They've got Lu- us. Lucas, is this studio at your house or is this at the shop? This is at the shop. Okay. Nice. Yeah, this is my office at the shop. And then, so the new shop upstairs, like, so... um the office is on one level and then upstairs I'm going to do like dry storage and okay. I'm going to build a whole purpose built studio in the very end of the upstairs. Okay. So it'll have double walls with double insulation, the whole nine yards. Okay. Awesome. So, yep. Should be pretty cool. Uh, a lot of cool stuff's happened for you recently, huh? Yeah. A lot of big things here in our universe. Yes. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Cause like, you know, it came, it didn't come out nowhere for you but it came out of nowhere for everybody else sure sure yeah it definitely uh definitely kind of caught the industry by surprise here right um so yes we were at 10 missions media uh was was acquired by endeavor business media here at the beginning of june right. um 
And it's, you know, ultimately it's a really good thing. We're going to be able to serve our audiences and the vendors and the whole entire aftermarket community to a much higher degree as we move forward. It's a, you know, everything's still getting worked out and, and integrating systems and processes here three, four weeks later. Uh, but it's a really exciting thing here for the industry, for our team here, and for the team, uh, the legacy team and the vehicle repair group with Endeavor. Ratchet and Wrench has always been the ones who um, brought the numbers to the table. And they always brought information that seemed to be like one off. How the heck did you find that information? And every time I see you, you're like, hey, industry consolidation's a thing. And like things are going to happen. And all of a sudden things happen. Chris, how do you know all the crap that you know? I've got to know, man. Hey, hey, I appreciate that, Lucas. I can't tell you how to how we make the secret sauce, you know, that. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I, I, people ask me that kind of stuff all the time. At the end of the day, I mean, it, it's our job to know these things. And, and right. I certainly can't take credit for that. It's uh, the dedicated team of journalists, professionally trained editors and writers right. that go out there and, and beat the streets and, and get the stories. Um, it's our job to keep our fingers on the pulse of the industry, what's going to affect our readership or the vendors that we support in the community. Uh, make sure that we give them the right information. We give them timely information. Um, it's what we pride ourselves on. And it's that trust that we have with the audience and with the vendor community. Right. Um, you know, that makes us something special and a powerful force in, in the industry. So what, where are we going? Like, let, let's think about this for a minute. And I know this is about 10 missions and uh, ratchet and wrench and, and all the publications, but let's talk for a minute about where as a whole, our industry is going. There's a lot of change happening right now, right? Like we all know there's big shifts coming. There's, there's the one camp who says none of this is going to come to fruition. There's no reason to even talk EV. You got the other camp who says we're going to be all EV and you don't have to worry about consolidation because all shops are going to be just fine. And then you got the camp in the middle that says there's no way to do this without shop consolidation. There's going to be some EV. There's going to be some internal combustion engines and God knows what's next. Where, like what, what's the timeline that you see for this? Because like I said, every single time I've talked to you, you've dropped some knowledge that then later on, I'm like, crap, he was right. Um, where are we going from here? What's the next five to 10 years look like in your estimation? Uh, ice is not going away. Internal combustion engines are going to be driving on our streets here for many, many years to come. We're going to continue to see a trend of more and more electrical ve electric vehicles on the roadways. Okay. Uh, I, you know, my prediction, though, it's it's not going to surpass that 50 percent mark even in the next 10 years. Right. Um, we hear a lot about it. It's the sexy thing. It's the new thing. It's trending. But there's so many questions in regard to infrastructure, even even just the build capabilities. And that's before right. we even get to the repair side to where you and I live and breathe. Right. Right. Um, when we do get to that point and. Trust me, we will get to that point where electric vehicles will, I believe, at least surpass internal combustion engines. Right. They'll continue to be shop consolidation. It'll be harder for the independent, privately owned shop to keep up on the training and tooling that is needed in the industry to repair those vehicles. Okay. Uh, but I think we're a long ways away. So you, you got, like you mentioned, you've got different camps. You've got those that are are really out in front of it and forward thinking and positioning their business models so that they can service those vehicles, which is a, it's a great position. It's a great right. way to drive your business forward. Um, I personally believe it's going to be a little slower burn than some people believe. 
Right. On the flip side, you've got the the non-believers not going to drink the Kool-Aid. And part of that might be the older camp. And- Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. To some degree. Um, And I can appreciate that. They're not going to reposition and transform their business if they don't believe this is going to come in the next two or four years, if they, you know, let's say they're 10 years out or 15 years out from retirement. Right. Why mess with it? Why, why change the pattern? If you, if you've got something that works, there's no reason if, if you're not planning on sticking around. Right. And, and in my two senses, I mean, I hope your shop is like this, but you got a line of vehicles sitting out in the parking lot. You don't need to retransform your business model right now because there's plenty of work to be done. Yeah. I know the local shop I take it to there. If I want to get in for anything other than basic maintenance, we're talking, I'm two weeks out on scheduling. And Yeah, dude. It's uh, crazy. It's crazy. And so, you know, let me ask you this, because one of the things that always comes up, and, and Ratchet and Wrench has talked about this a lot, is this tech shortage situation. Do you think that the consolidation we're seeing, and maybe we should talk a bit about consolidation and some of the things you've shared with me, because it seems like consolidation really ramped up. What is driving that consolidation? And how does consolidation affect the tech shortage? And and a lot of people say, hey, there is no tech shortage. How is that affecting the labor market? Because I think it's having some type of impact on it. Uh, in my opinion, there's absolutely no doubt that it has affected that. Um, if you're a, if you're a sole proprietor, you're a single shop location, uh, you got an A and maybe two B techs there, you're still turning wrenches yourself. You lose a little bit of that help and you lose that, that revenue center, that profit center. Um, you can't help but maybe think, uh, hell, it'd be a hell of a lot easier just to throw your hands up and go work for somebody else, turn wrenches for the last 10 years of your career and, Make good money doing and not put up with all the stuff that you have to as a, as a shop owner. Um, I think there are some players in the market that sense that opportunity. Um, and, and, and let's be real. This isn't the first wave of consolidation. There's been the big franchises that have come and gone throughout the year. Uh, many of them come and have stayed. 
Uh, but I think there's some different movements that are happening here. And one, I definitely think it's the tech shortage. Um, but back to the the conversation about new vehicle technology and trending emerging technology with in the mobility segment, some shops just are not willing to put the investments in yeah. to transform their business. And they think it's something that's right around the corner. If I, if I don't do this in the next 24 months, I'm going to be out of business because there's not going to be cars to fix. Right. I'm in the camp that I believe that's certainly not true. I think both of those camps are that are polar from one another. I think they're both wrong. Um, I do believe that it's going to trend that way, but it's going to take time. So if I was a, you know, hypothetically, I'm a 50 year old shop owner, been at it for 15 years since I opened my own business and I lose my a tech. I think right. that I need to go invest tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars into uh, you know, building an eight ass room to calibrations and scannings, build a new whole building and property like you're doing, Lucas. I may I just say, yeah, I may just say, you know, tap me, I'm out. Uh, I'll go finish up my career someplace else, get a little payday if one of the guys will come in and buy my shop and might just be that right, that right time. Right. Absolutely. And I can see that, right? Like I've, I've, I've seen a couple guys kind of take that route and, and you know, what was disappointing about it was, and I've talked about this before, there was a, a local shop owner in town. Um, and I talked to him and we discussed some of the, the property and things like that. And it was very clear that he thought that that business and its property was his retirement. But the reality was, is the business itself wasn't worth anything because it didn't have anything on a P and L. Yep. And so with nothing on a P&L, um, he had never paid rent to himself. He had never paid a payroll to himself. He had never made any profit because he didn't want to give Uncle Sam any of it. <laughs> so at the end of the day, that is worth nothing. Right. And if the building and the equipment's 60 years old, that too is worth very little. The property alone is what you're going to see the value in. And if it's not worth that million you want for your retirement. It's not a very solid retirement strategy. Like you, I think that's something that that shop owners need to know. And and you know, we talk about ASTE a lot. One of the the things that's coming up at ASTE is there's going to be a panel on business valuation, and we hope to teach some owners a little bit about that. Okay, so they can pick up and understand. Like, look, you don't just get to fifty and say I want to sell the place, right? right? Like you, you've got to make the business profitable for 10, 12, 15 years before it's sustainable in that way that you can turn around and sell it and make a good living off of it or a good retirement off of it. Um, and you know, I, I tell you, I've got to, I've got to give you kudos because Ratchet and Wrench has really been putting that information out for a long time, right? Like some of the information that I started fixing my business with ten years ago came from Ratchet and Wrench because I'm opening the magazine and I'm like, hold up. I know that I say I can't do that much in my little shop, but every shop in the country is doing that much. Huh? Right. Like it was, yeah, it was the proof to me that I'm the, I'm the lone wolf. Right. And so I, man, the data that you guys put into that magazine is unreal. And I, you know, I know some folks get it and they say, mm, magazine, flip through it, throw it away. Dude, I read sure, sure. every single article, man. Like there is some killer information in there. Tell us what the vision for the future of Ratchet and Wrench is now that, that endeavors come into the picture. What's the future for Ratchet and Wrench? Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, first, let me digress just for a quick moment here. Uh, you, you mentioned something that stands out to me. You said 10 years. You may or may not know this, but 
tomorrow is the 10 year anniversary of Ratchet and Wrench. Really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, Happy 100 anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Should, uh, we, should I send Jay flowers? <laughs> yeah, uh, you can. You can. Uh, yeah, 120 issues here in wow. June. It'll be the 121st in, uh, in July. So, we launched in July of 2012. It's a, you know, it's a funny story thinking back 10 years ago and it feels like a lot longer, but it, you know, we did our own market research and, and study groups and focus groups and work with shops. And we were, we were, we were told the industry doesn't need another magazine. We were told we right. don't need this in our business. And, uh, the naysayers became believers shortly thereafter when we came right. to market. And I can't tell you how good of a feeling that is. And I owe all the credit. in the world to a lot of really, really great people that have been with us, uh, are still with us, and some that aren't still with us here at the organization. Um, The second thing I just want to digress on, as you mentioned, industry data. And I I don't know when our conversation will go live in that, but right now it's June 30th. Um, Our industry data and reports, so the Ratchet & Wrench Industry Survey, um, that's going to go live next week out into the marketplace. So we've got a lot of great data and information there. Something we put together annually. I think it's the uh, seventh or eighth year of that report. Um, so you see a lot of new, fresh data that's going to find its way into the magazine, into other articles online at ratchetwrench.com. And then, of course, the full report, uh, which people have access to when it goes live. So back to awesome. your Back to your question. I'll try to stay on track here, Lucas. Uh, no, nah, uh, dude. Hey, you go wherever you want to go, brother. It is no <laughs> big deal. Appreciate that. Um, you know, there's some exciting things in the future for Ratchet and Wrench. Uh, first off, we're we're part of the same group as part of Endeavor Business Media and the vehicle repair segment. Um, we're part of a much, much bigger I guess, you know, we call it the 800-pound gorilla in the industry, uh, right. the, the number one player from a media and brands perspective. So, uh, you know, on our side, on the legacy 10 mission side, it's been Ratchet & Wrench, Auto Service Professional, Modern Tire Dealer, Fender Bender Magazine, uh, Nolan, National Oil & Lube News, um, and Adapt, which is our uh, trending emerging technology and mobility uh, brand, which is just a kind of the newer, newer kid on the block. Yeah. On the other side, on the legacy vehicle repair group, we have Motor Age. Uh, we have P10, Professional Tool and Equipment News. We have Aftermarket Business World. Um, and we have Professional Distributors. So those series are those family of brands that are now all in play right. working, you know, going to be working in concert together here in the near future. Um I, you know, I, I can't let everything out of the bag, but I, there's some really exciting things that'll take place there. So one right. question I that's mean, come these, up. These are magazines we all get, right? These are all magazines that we're already reading. If you're not reading them, you should be reading them because they have tons of great information. It's kind of how I stay on the forefront. One of the things I do before we record a podcast is I'll flip through and find some neat little fact or some neat little piece of data. You know, listen, when you're in a podcast with David Roman all the time, the dude is so smart or thinks he is so smart uh, that you don't really get a word in edgewise unless you like have some kind of data. You can be like, uh, uh-uh, it says right here in the magazine. Uh, well, and then he just calls that into question, too. I know, I mean, right? Exactly. David knows what he's talking about, though, more often than not. <laughs> he does. He's he's a smart cat. For sure. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I don't read your magazines. I can't read. <laughs> 
I know. On it, though. We, Lucas and I think phonics. we're so smart because we know how to read. I <laughs> but you can right. fix cars, David. You can fix cars. I hire people <laughs> to do that. I was going to say, listen. So if you the put out those articles as YouTube videos, game on. All right. <laughs> it, listen, I have watched David try and read an article, and the dude, like, his, his ADHD, and my wife has informed me that ADD is no longer a thing. It's all ADHD now, okay? okay. Just so we're all on the same page. Okay. Um, and so, because I kept saying David had ADD, ADD is not a thing anymore. Um, but, you know, David over here, like, he makes it two lines in, speed reading, and he's like, I just can't take it, man. I can't read. Do they have a video? Can you summarize this for me? Just give me bullet points please i i will make a request here we will stop using multi-syllable words for you david at least in your <laughs> in your copies you know it's all it's all for our readers it's all for our audiences so yeah exactly listen he I just needs some that. bullet Thank points you. yeah he just needs just some bullet, bullet points yeah. just just give me the quiz right <laughs> you ever heard so, of blinkist no no so it takes a book and it summarizes it in 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. You get 250 page book, a 15 minute summary. You just blast through the book. Okay. So in I'm, an hour, you've read four books quick and easy. <laughs> and I didn't read anything. I just, just listened listen to the to summary. It. Yeah. Right. Main points. <laughs> just on a quick commute home, you can put down a book, right? Y'all, exactly. Hey, listen, y'all think if I were to do that with Ratchet and Wrench, and all of these other magazines, we could make a thing out of it. I could read it in a Southern voice. That way, all those other folks wouldn't get so mad about all that bad news, you know? So this is funny because we've had conversations around many, many of times about transcribing I, uh, uh, the, the written word and putting it in an audio form online. And we've right. always come to a conclusion that it just it's not a good look. But, Lucas, if you wanted to read those articles every month, in that Southern yeah. draw, I think it's sexy, man. I think people would pick up on that. Yeah. See, look, and and David says all this stuff about ASMR and like he's, you know, he gets mad about the plosives, <laughs> but you know, the plosives aren't ASMR. You gotta, you gotta cut those out. <laughs> we can do this. I'm excited. This is a great idea. Two microphones and you can do a slight whisper <laughs> and into it and you can read the whole article. Look, we can knock this out. Hell, I can start right now. Look at this. Yeah, I was gonna say, should we <laughs> should we grab a little quip from an article and throw it up there? Just, hey, let's you know. During a recent New England Patriots Super Bowl run, a friend offered Michael. I don't see. I'm already screwing this up. Togius, <laughs> a free ticket to enjoy a Pats game at Foxborough with him. Despite being a huge fan of the team, Togius said, "No, no, that see that." I'm going to have to fact check this. No, no self-respecting no, 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 no. Patriots fan would say no to a Super Bowl ticket. No, <laughs> just wouldn't listen, happen. What you should, see, you got this all wrong. You Was should it be Tampa Bay at, playing? This is ridiculous. Why would he say no? Does it, listen, does it get into the article why he said no? Hey, I just it, want to be real with you, David. Unless you're looking at a picture of Jay Hunt and you're saying lean on digital solutions from advanced professional, mechanic advisor, and tech metric. No, no. You're doing the radio voice. This oh, is yeah, supposed yeah. to be ASMR. You can't do the right? radio voice. <laughs> You're doing it wrong, David. Hey, my so, name's Paul. This is between y'all. So. <laughs> Listen, Mr. Pulp Fiction. Come on now. Um, so in all seriousness, like where are we going next with this group of brands? I'm sure there's some really exciting stuff, and I know you can't talk about all of it. I, what I want to gonna... know is whether this was a hostile takeover or not. 
Oh, no, they no. they just bust in and say, we own you now? No. <laughs> yeah, like, Listen, can- Jay is a bourbon drinker. You don't bust into a bourbon drinker's house and say, I own you now. I promise. They'd have got shot. If they threw enough money at him, I don't know. Yeah, you know, no, it was, uh, first of all, nothing but great things to say about Jay. Um, All the leadership that he's exhibited over the years, the products and services we've grown, how we've inspired and influenced the industry together. Um, It was not anything of a hostile takeover. Um, It's, uh, there's just a lot of synergies between the business. And at the end of the day, I think Jay was ready to move on and to, to explore some new avenues. Um, And no pun intended, but we certainly wish him the best luck on his new endeavor. <laughs> Come on. What if now? he starts another magazine? What are you going to do then? Well, I think there might be some legalese that says uh, <laughs> oh, that might yeah. be a problem. There you go. But no, it, it was, uh, no, it's a, it's a great marriage at the end of the day. So as Endeavor does this, this is just so you know, we're in, I don't even want to quote, but 30 some different markets and 80 different brands or magazines and 130 brands and a hundred events that we produce. I mean, it, we're a large company. We're in dental yeah. and buildings and energy and oil and all of these different markets. And even some of those are adjacent to the automotive space, but in what we call our transportation group, we have all those brands that I mentioned before specific to vehicle repair, but we also have our commercial group, which focuses on fleet, fleet maintenance, um, cool. fleet owner, trailers, you know, trucks, big, um, the the bigger vehicles. And we don't fit, we don't focus on on the passenger car motor vehicle side. Um, there's a lot of adjacencies. I know, Lucas, you said, you know, I read these magazines or look at these websites every day. Not everybody does that because some people are motor age enthusiasts. And right. They're more under the hood, under the car, working on the vehicle, looking for that technical information. Or same thing with auto service professional, which is highly technical in nature. Um, Ratchet and Wrench is none of that sorts whatsoever. We focus on human resources and finance and operations, succession planning, which was a topic earlier. Um, And then there's the stuff that we do on the collision side, ABRN and Fender Bender. Fender Bender is very similar to, to Ratchet and Wrench. It's all high level uh, business operation side, while ABRN is more technical in nature. Um, modern tire dealer is on its on its own. Like there's no there's no overlap right. there. Exactly. National Oil and Lube News all on its own. The point is there's a lot of adjacencies in our audience, and it grows our entire reach uh, when we come together like this. So um, certainly there's there's some overlap. There's a bit of redundancy, um, and maybe that's not even the right word, but as we move forward, there's, you know, there's some really big things on the table that we're looking forward to bringing out. Um, but we need to work on how some of this integration is going to look and, and feel as we move forward. At the end of the day, my number one priority outside of making sure to take care of my people, the staff, take care of our customers and everything else, but is to take care of our readers um, and to take care of our customers. So I know the customer pays the bill at the end of the day, but I always consider, you know, a shop owner to be our customer. Could you right. pay with your time? If we do a bad job, you're not going to come back and visit our website, open our magazine. You're not going to be our customer anymore. And um, we need to maintain that high level of quality and integrity in everything that we do and make sure that each one of our properties has the proper mission uh, to serve that audience moving forward. Right. And, and you know, look, I, I met Chris a while back. Chris is the, is he the, is that 
Is the title editor? Chris Jones? Yeah. We call him the handsome Chris. Oh, the handsome Chris. Yeah, okay. I'm the middle-aged, okay. overweight Chris. So, Yeah, hey, look, I think a lot of us are getting into that, but this podcast is strictly about that. Um, it's also your audience, so. Uh, it, yeah, I'm not going to be the one that says that, but you, uh, so is it, now is he the new editor? Is that? Yeah, so Chris has been with us for about six months. He took over as the editor of Ratchet & Wrench. He was, he's. He's passionate about cars and in the industry, but he didn't necessarily come from a background of that. He is a uh, an editor, a true journalist, and this is what yeah. we look for in these type of roles. Uh, of course, it's great to have an acumen for automotive and mobility, um, or a passion for it, or experience with it. But it's not necessary because Lucas, as you pointed out, we get this information. The reason we get it is because we bring in journalists we bring in reporters right. they they knock on the doors they ask the right questions and they craft really really great stories absolutely um, and and here's here's what i was the point i was going to make about chris is that i've had an opportunity to work with him a good bit right okay. and so we've been emailing back and forth and we're chatting about things man he is really trying to ask the right questions He's trying to find the right information. He's trying to be involved in the industry. He's not just trying to show up and say, I'm, I'm writing a magazine. No, he's trying to be part of the, the industry and he's doing a dang good job of it. Hey, I appreciate I, that. Absolutely, dude. And over the past six months, I've watched the, the magazine in some ways transform and get more and more in depth, if you will. And become even more of an asset to your readers, man. I, I'm telling you, like he has done a fantastic job getting more information in that. And here's what I was thinking when you were talking about all these other brands. For me, it's about the additional information and resources you bring to the table now, right? Because now we have a mechanical aspect. We have the other aspect of, of the fleet side of the business. You know, a big eye opener for me was the first time that I went to ETI and saw the tool side of the business and saw them saying something completely different than I expected them to say. Sure. And so that information coming together and being able to be shared through one organization, through one brand, man, that is huge because it really puts a whole lot more information out there. And information is power in our industry for sure. Right, right. And you got a guy like Chris Jones who's who's hungry and asks all the right questions, just a rock star reporter. Um, and I also want to throw one other name out here. There's so many I can, but Matt know, Hudson, right? our content director, who yeah. was previously our editor of National Oil and Lube News, taking on some elevated responsibilities, just doing a stand-up job. Um, but you pair that with a guy like Peter Meyer. You mm -hmm. pair that with a guy like Brandon Steckler. Yep. These are technical-minded experts in the industry. So where we can get together, we can get so much further, so much faster when we join forces and we move forward to serve the industry as a whole. Um, yeah. A lot of that's kind of still being worked on in earnest. You know, it'll take time to, to really burn that. But um, I can't tell you how excited I am when, when these things really, really integrate with one another. Absolutely, dude. And I, you know, just from the outside looking in, I'm excited and people are like, well, how can you be excited about a magazine? No, nah, man, I've been reading this stuff for years. Right. And I've been reading the, the motor age since I was, I was in the shop working on cars and now I've grown up reading these magazines in, in one sense of the word. And so I really enjoy them. I enjoy reading them. 
Um, now the, the big question is I've got to ask about two, my two favorite people at 10 missions. Um, the events the, crew, the real okay? bosses, the real the bosses, real bosses. You to them. I know, right. The real bosses. Yes. Kate yes. And Megan. You yes. Know, listen, they're still going to be there and they're still going to be holding these killer events, right? Like that's the game plan. You bet. You bet. So, um, not only that, but we have a, a new event with the Motor Age Training Group that's happening this really? year, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, Kate Fallon, Megan Haran, just rock star, just great yeah. people, yeah. so caring, so so diligent in the work that they do. And the yes. fact they'll get on a live stream with me and David at the end of a trade show when David and I are both absolutely <sighs> exhausted and willing to talk crap about anybody or anything was, I mean, those girls are tough. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> they, they ask, uh, they ask somebody to jump. We just say how high, whatever those girls need. That's they, it. they are true, true rock stars. Yes. Yeah, so, um, the events, yes, we've got the ratchet and wrench management conference. What is it? The September 21st yep. through 23rd yep. adapt automotive summit following that immediately. That's the 24th and 25th, um, fender bender. I know it's not necessarily the right audience, but the fender bender management conference immediately following that on whatever it is, 26, 20, 26 through 28th. Those yep. are all in Arlington, Texas, just outside of Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, about 15 minutes away from the DFW airport, uh, live by Lowe's, which is the complex right next to eight. AT&T Stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play. It is an amazing property. We're we're can't be more excited for the event. But I, I you know if you allow me, I'll give a plug here for another event. It's first year um Motor Age training event Accelerate. This is all focused on hands-on training. Um this is in Rosemont uh, Rosemont, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, pretty close to O'Hare Airport, so super yeah. easy to get in and out of. It's a one-day event. Uh, Peter Meyer, Brandon Steckler, Scott Brown, and I always butcher this, but G G Triglia, uh, G Trulia, 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 yep. yes, yes, Big G. See the yes, sir. So, and we know G from from a long time with uh, with the events that he's been putting on and the yeah. great things that contributions he's been given to the industry. So that's October fifteenth, uh, just a couple weeks after the events. Um, that fender bender ratchet wrench and adapt will be putting on. So that's pretty uh, cool, dude. Yeah. We're, we're super excited. There's going to be some big announcements that are coming out in the next couple of weeks on that. I will say ratchet wrench management conference. It is sold out, but those amazing gals you mentioned earlier, uh, they may have a wait list. And if somebody wants to get on there, you may be able to get, uh, get hey, in the door. Listen, I, if, if it wasn't for them, they worked my service advisor in, on that wait list. And so last year was the first year I went. Now we probably shouldn't talk about the furries, but you know, we will mention the fact that they also had a furry conference at the same show. Now you missed out, David, you missed out, David. I know I, I, man, listen, the girls said that you planned that intentionally. You do you boo boo. Um, so you didn't like my outfit or what? Uh, no, it, it was great. It was great. It was PJ Leslie that had a real problem. You know, I'm just telling you, uh, you know, he 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 said the the smell of the other furries in the elevator really got to him. Um, but he's sensitive. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is a sensitive soul. Smell. Oh, dude! After they've been after they've been in those suits for about eight hours, walking through Minneapolis and it ninety degrees outside, and you get in the elevator with them. PJ's stomach is not. I don't he's know if sensitive. His, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's willing to say things he normally wouldn't say. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
But all of that being said, man, that was my first year going to a ratchet and wrench conference. And it was so cool. And, and my biggest takeaway was the networking events, man. That yep. was insane. I, I have talked to so many people about that after the fact. Like I have never seen anything like that, that, that there is, I don't want to use the word forced, but I don't know how else to describe it. There's almost forced networking where you get out and you talk to people you normally wouldn't talk to. David's over here having a panic attack as we talk about it. <laughs> but, you know, you get out and you talk to people you normally wouldn't talk to. And all of a sudden you form a lifelong bond with this person. Next Good. thing you know, you're emailing and you're texting and you're chatting all the time. That's huge. I mean, it was amazing. And and they were so well planned and so efficiently orchestrated, dude. Tell us a little bit about Ratchet and Wrench, where it came from and and where the show itself is going. So, you know, truthfully, it was modeled after a, an event in the publishing industry. Um, really? Yeah. It's uh, uh, a guy, his name is uh, Carl Landau. I used to call him the Grand Pooba, and he was famous for his marketing tactics and sending cats in the mail, but he ran a, an event called the niche conference. It's still in, it's still in business today. Actually a, a good friend and partner of mine, Ryan Dorn still runs that event. Really? Um, actually just happened a couple months ago. I was on a panel discussion speaking, but it, it same model. It, you mentioned force networking, Lucas, it is right. force networking. It's you're going to sit at a table, not with, not with David, but you're going to go sit with Billy and Joe and Susie and people that you've never talked to before. Yeah. We're going to set you up. Um, even if you're introverted, you're shy, you don't want to come out of your shell, you're going to find a new side because we're going to force that. Um, yeah. If you're not yeah. comfortable with that, get comfortable or yeah, or maybe exactly. stay home. Um, but I can tell you that the interactions that you can have can be just it, they can be life changing for your for yourself, for your business, for your staff, for your community. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what we do. So we do things like networking bingo. We do lunch with a new friend. We we obviously we do the happy hours and mixers. But we, you know, you see the things at a lot of industry events where it gets clicky. It's like the high school lunchroom, yeah. right? The cool kids sit over here. The jocks are over there. The emos are over there. And we just wanted to break that up because we're all after the same thing. We're all facing the same challenges. And there are things that you can learn from that person or things that you can teach that person that you wouldn't yeah. have that experience otherwise. And one of the things that really makes the you know, ratchet and wrench and on the collision side, the fender bender conference really unique you don't see a lot of the the same speakers that you're going to see at other yeah. events. The speakers that we have, they're the session leaders, the subject matter experts. They are they're raw, they're unfiltered. They're not professional presenters. You know, the slides they might put up there, they're not all pretty necessarily, but the information they're delivering is real, it's relevant, yeah. it's raw because they just flew into town yesterday from running the shop. And like David was talking earlier, running a shop, that's 24-7, dealing with yeah. problems 24-7. Well, we also bring in the guys who, you know, like Matt Lackawister, who was our 2020, 2021 Ratchet and Wrench All-Star Award winner, is just I mean, I can't tell you how sharp of a guy he is, not only in the yeah. automotive space, and but in half a dozen industries that he has business uh, in. And he can bring he can bring a share of his experience, both from a success 
and a failure perspective so others can learn from that. So, and then what happens afterwards, it's, you know, people bum rush people on stage and want to talk and um, catch them with drinks and dinner and everything else. It's all about bringing those people together for, for three days. Um, and frankly, some of the, some of the feedback we've gotten is three days isn't enough. Yeah. I yeah, say I three days is plenty. Right. Right. Cause I don't well, get that's much because you've but. got an event right after it and then another one right after it. So maybe that has something to do with it. So internally we call it the trifecta, but maybe I shouldn't say that if this is going out public, but, uh, right. Right. You know, so now tell us a little bit about adapt, right? Because I'm going to adapt. David and I'll be good, at adapt good. for the first time. Tell us a little bit about it. it. It sounds like a really cool event. I didn't get a chance to go last year. It's fairly new. What's up with adapt? What is it? So last year was the first year. Uh, I won't give you and digress the whole story here, but push back because a little thing called a global pandemic that <laughs> happened. I don't know if it's still happening or what have you. Um, it is all focused on tomorrow. It's all focused on new vehicle technology, shop technology, cybersecurity, um, tools and equipment and equipping your staff and your shop uh, to be able to fix those vehicles of tomorrow. So we've got, and and this hasn't gone public yet, so I'm not going to start rattling off names and entities, but we have got big name uh, guest presenters and speakers. It's much different than the management conferences. Um, well, the management conferences, there could be four different sessions going on at any given time. This is all one big room summit style presentations. So we had, you know, information providers, diagnostic companies, uh, tool providers, but the real heart of it at the end of the day, um, there are OEMs, the car manufacturers that are present, people from, uh, you know, their parts and service and fixed operation side of the business, but also their research and development, their new vehicle technology uh, side of things. Obviously, you've seen what Ford has done in the last couple yeah. of years, couple months and far as splitting up their company and yeah. uh, how, how they're going about that. They're making some big investments on the EV side. So we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk a lot about ADAS systems. Um, but trying to bring this all together and give the information to the shops. And it's not only general repair, it's, it's general service and repair, it's collision repair, it's quick maintenance. You know, we talk about the internal combustion engines. They're not going away anytime. There's, there's still more right. oil poured than ever before, and that's going to continue to go up for a period of time. Uh, but a lot of these things, even the, the small amount of maintenance that they're doing, you need to be aware of some of these other, th these other items. On the collision side, you wouldn't believe some of the work that needs to be done on the body shop side after what you would consider a really insignificant fender bender or accident. Yeah. Um, Operations and, and seat belt restraints. Yeah, and, dude, it's insane. So all of that. Um, and then also, you know, the tire industry, the tire service industry and bring that in. I think now with this, with this new entity of Endeavor, the new marriage with Endeavor, we'll There'll be some uh, some folks present from like the distribution and supply chain as well. We've heard the call of the industry. There are some other uh, events that are out there that are similar to, similar to this, but it, it really does truly have a unique look and feel to it. And the feedback after last year was was just incredible. Um, so again, the the speakers, uh, the sessions, it'll all be outlined here in the next couple weeks. Uh, so I don't want to let those, you know, right. those gals, Kate and Megan, they'll they'll just have my they will listen, they'll have my rear disappear. end. If I, 
Right. No, man, they're not going to have your rear end. You will get disappeared. I well, promise. I know them. They are, they listen, they don't take, they don't take bull from nobody. Well, yeah. you're the executor of my estate, Lucas, and you've <laughs> listen, got a lot on your hands right now, so I can't disappear. Exactly. Well, here's the thing is if that happened on this podcast, we're both getting disappeared. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, <laughs> David, David, we need he some didn't help. say anything. He gets taken out, you know? <laughs> So everybody that's listening is going to want to know, are you going to get some heavy hitters on the podcast? We're going to be there recording and get some heavy hitters on the podcast for us while we're there. Of course. Of course. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. So I don't know what Megan and and Kate have shared with you yet, but uh, we'll definitely work that out. We're going to get you guys all set up. Uh, It's going to be a great event. And, uh, uh, you know, Lucas, you're coming for both Ratchet Wrench and Adapt. David, I hope. David, I'll make an exception and find you, find a way in the door if you can get out to Ratchet and Wrench too. I know you can't leave the shop; you're chained down. But I you- know. R- listen, you give him half a honey bun, he's gonna run out that front door like nobody's business. <laughs> you keep talking about half a honey bun. Where'd the other half go? I listen. I guess it's a prison thing. I mean, somebody in prison said one time that you half a honey bun, and I okay. Mean- you know, half a honey bun, half a pack of cigarettes, you know, I mean, that's just how this works. Okay. David said he didn't smoke, so he just wanted half a honey just bun. Just the honey bun. Okay. You know, and he's, I, I think he's training, right? He knows eventually the IRS is going to come knocking. He's trying to be prepared. If he needs to trade things for half a honey bun, he needs to start building up that collection of honey buns. Now, how he gets them through the gate, you don't want to know, but. So we were talking about uh, owners, uh, succession plans and divesting. Is that your, your plan? to divest david you're just building this mountain of honey buns and hoping they don't go stale i'm just waiting to to pull up and see the building on flames (laughs) and i'm going to i'm going to go live that day on facebook just smiling enjoying myself keep paying the insurance premium my friend <laughs> that's the idea and state farm you're not hearing any of this i know tomorrow he's gonna get there the place is gonna well, be on fire yeah, it'll be an accident don't you worry <laughs> golly oh my god this is horrible um so you know here we are what what is it that you want everyone to know about ratchet and wrench 10 missions media you know it it I'd been reading the magazine for years before I met you. And when I met you, I realized these are really cool people. These are people who are truly invested in our industry. They're truly invested in helping. This is not just about selling magazines because the magazines are free. This is not just about selling advertisements. This is really about being part of the industry. What do you want shop owners to hear from 10 missions media? Well, I want to take it a little broader than shop owners. So when this this acquisition took place and I sat down with the president of the company day one, um, CEO was out two days later, had a conflict day one, but I told him the exact same thing. The most important part is the people. It's you as the reader. It's it's all the other shop owners. They're individ- the individuals that own and run shops that read our properties or the other properties that are now part of our family is a bigger collective unit, uh, Motor Age and P10, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and all the rest of them. It's about the people on the vendor community side. Um, and, and most important, obviously near and maybe not most important, but very near and dear to me are the people here. Um, I could tell you every single person in my organization 
joined the company and and is one with Endeavor. Uh, nobody was served walking papers. We've still got the great team the, that has won countless awards that are hanging on our walls here in St. Paul. Um, and at the end of the day, if I had to say like one thing is we're committed to the people. Uh, the people make this business go around. So we're going to be committed to continuing to deliver great content, great places for our advertising partners to participate in. Um, and ultimately just, just sharing information through the industry. That's our duty is to give relative, timely, useful data and information, um, that can hopefully make people think and hopefully, you know, hope, hopefully just give them what they need at times. So, um, I know not everybody has been a reader, wretch and wrench at all times. And same thing with like a motor age, but there's so much great content that dates back, you know, again, 10 years. 10 years tomorrow um, on Ratchet and Rinchide and over a hundred years with Motor Age. Yeah. There is stuff that you could find value in from a copy of 1982 Motor Age's June issue if you wanted to. So agreed. Absolutely. Um, you got to take the time, invest in yourself as a person. But my number one goal is to continue to serve the people uh, in the industry to the highest degree that we possibly can. The day that I can't do that anymore is the day that I have to find a new opportunity and something that's going to get me to get excited to get out of bed at in the morning. I, I don't foresee that happening anytime soon. What can we as the industry do for you guys? How can we give back? What do you need from us? What do you need from the average shop owner down the road? Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. So again, I, my definition of customer, when I define what my, who my customer is, isn't the person that keeps the lights on necessarily. Of course, we rely on advertising support and the vendor community, um, and they're always quick to, to come and give us the feedback that we need. And we, we appreciate that. What I could definitely use more of is feedback from the shop owner community. If we miss the mark on an article, don't just throw the issue in the trash or close the browser window, close the browser window, call no, we, me. You, listen, bro, you call it window. When- I mean, I'm from the South, but ain't nobody going to question that. Most of these people from the South listening. We got winders everywhere. I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, us Yankees up here, they won't even know what that means, though. <laughs> winder. Winder. Uh, y'all. Hey, y'all. All right. Come well, back now, okay? Yeah. Well, golly, let me finish here. Uh, <laughs> I want the feedback. I, I, You know, if we if we hit a home run and and, yeah. and you, you – I don't care if you're a five-shop operation – doing 10, 12, 15 million dollars a year or you're a one man band doing 200 grand a year. If we hit a home run, I need I need your feedback on that. Share the information with your team, share it with your other peers. Share it with our editorial team here. And and when I say this, I don't just mean our our 10 missions, brands, legacy, ratchet and wrench and auto service professional, but our friends in the new group with or our, our new family, uh Motor Age, Peter Meyer, Brandon Steckler, Kylie yeah. Herco, um, who's my counterpart as the vice president and group publisher, um, all of us, we, we're we here to serve you, again, from a reader perspective, from a vendor perspective. Um, and oftentimes the readers just kind of move on with their day. I get it. We're busy at running shops, but um, that's how we improve. And, uh, you know, also come come to the events, share that experience. would love to see you at the ADAPT Summit. Try to make room for you at Ratchet and Wrench. Um, 
We have an editorial advisory board uh, that we utilize, and and those are five or six really, really great professionals that dedicate some time to us that we have monthly calls with and review issues. If anybody is interested in volunteering for that role, it's really only about an hour commitment a month, but we do make you read the magazine, David, so maybe you're you're DQ'd. Um, We'd love to have your nomination for that. When we run industry surveys and those are out in the marketplace, please take a few minutes and answer them. Um, our awards program, Lucas, uh, runner up in yeah. the 2021 awards Thank program. You. Please make sure to make those nominations for other peers that are doing great things. Um, just, just get engaged and let us know what we can do to serve you better. Cause that's how we're going to be better at what we do. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and so there are so many things. One of the things I've got to give you guys some praise on is, uh, you've really focused on some relational type business models or relationship type business models here recently. And you've focused on some smaller shops. You know, one of the things we see in ASOG is a lot of shop owners think I can't be successful because I don't have the Taj Mahal shop. And you guys have really put a lot of focus on some smaller shops to help folks understand you can be just as successful in two bays or three bays. You just have to know what success looks like. So I, I kudos. I really appreciate that more than you can imagine. So thank you very much. Well, and I appreciate the feedback. You know, success can be defined so many different ways. It could be bottom line contribution. Yep. It could be work-life balance, culture, all those things. So Absolutely. it's really up to you to define that for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with being a successful business out of two bays, providing good livelihoods for your family and fixing cars in the community. Um, Amen, buddy. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you being here. How can they get in touch with you if you, they want to give you that feedback? Yeah, absolutely. So you can always send stuff directly to me. Uh, it's C Messer, M E S S E R, at Endeavor, E N D E A V O R B to B, the letter B, the number two, B dot com. Can always uh, contact us on our website. There's links there. If you get our newsletters, there's a button you can press to to call, complain, compliment, whatever you want. Um, and you can always call to all the information's online. We'd welcome your call. Um, really appreciate all the readership. Appreciate the opportunity to be here today, Lucas. Of David, course. thanks for taking the it, time. And buddy, anytime you want to be on here, you call you, and say the word. We'll make it happen. I appreciate that. David, what'd you say? I said thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, we'll see you guys here here soon at, at an industry event, hopefully before yep. uh Ratchet and Wrench and Adapt. But if not, we'll yes, definitely sir. see you out there. All right, buddy. Sounds good. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy-to-use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to GetShopware.com and see what I mean today. That's GetShopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.